Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. Northwestern and Nebraska started the college football year. We already talked about college football is back. They were the very first game of the college football season in Dublin, Dublin, Ireland. They traveled all the way to Ireland to open up the season for college football. It was a back-and-forth game. There was a big lead for Nebraska. And once again, Scott Frost and Nebraska lose a very, very close game once again. When will they ever figure it out to win a game? 
is Scott Frost's seat now just torching on fire? Is it just torched right now? We're going to talk about the game real quick. We're going to talk about that here today on the show. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Twitter at Coach underscore Steve72. Uh, follow right in on Apple or iTunes wherever you get your podcast. Helps out a lot. Uh, check out the Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com. There's stuff there for everybody. Blogs, podcasts, everything there for everybody. And that's at bellyupsports.com to check out the Belly Up Media Network. I tried. I just want to tell you guys my opinion, whether you care or not. I try to tell the truth. I try to tell you what's about to happen with some things. And I'm right on some things. And I'm wrong on some things. But I tried to tell some of you about Nebraska, and I tried to tell some of you about Northwestern. I had somebody comment on my Big Ten West, and they said there was a lot of bias in that episode, and probably true. A little bit biased for Illinois because I'm a fan, and I'm a fan of their O-line coach because I'm an offensive lineman and an offensive line coach. I had the opportunity to go to be able to Meet Coach Fitzgerald. I had the opportunity to watch one of their, you know, camp practices and get to see the team up close and and have some insight to the team. So the person that commented on it, now we're all entitled to our opinion. We're all entitled to all that stuff. You know, you especially in sports, you can look at how they did last year because that's what I do. I look at what they do last year. I look at. Who do they have coming back? Who do they play? And a lot of times we're just kind of guessing. Unless we know a coach there, unless we have somebody on the ground there, we don't know. And like I said, this podcast opened up some things to talk to people who have some insights to Illinois. And very lucky in our coaching staff here, now where I coach high school, we had an intern for the strength program at Northwestern. who That opens doors up for us to meet people at Northwestern. And then we have some insight and see how they do things. And that's huge. And the person that made the comment on YouTube and I, you know, yeah, I'll go back at you. I'll, you know, do if you come at me, I'll go right back at you. If you want to have a decent conversation, I will. But when you come at me saying I have the worst takes and I'm biased and Northwestern is going to be one of the weakest teams. Going and talking to Fitzgerald, having a 15 minute conversation or so with him because he's very busy. Learning how they do things, meeting their strength coach, you know, with no sleeves, who is awesome and I'm a big fan seeing how they do things, seeing how their program runs to get the insight because we just see from the outside and we see it on Saturdays. We see whatever interview is done. We don't see what happens. You know, we all eat hot dogs and hamburgers, but we don't want to see the process of it. We just we just eat it. And so I had insight to this game a little bit. Now, I was I where it comes in is I got to see what Northwestern was doing. I didn't see what Nebraska was doing. And so I can only speak from the side of Northwestern, what I've seen. So with Nebraska, I had to go with what has been happening to them. And I'm not lying to you. People are high on Northwestern or Nebraska, excuse me, thinking that they're going to win, you know, because the over-under for them was seven and a half. And that's huge because they haven't won that many games since Scott Frost has been there. And this is not an attack on Scott Frost. He's a better offensive mind than I am. He's a better coach than I am. He knows a little bit of something something about college football. I think it's the curse of Nebraska, to be honest with you. But I had some insight on Northwestern. And I said, having some insight, they were young last year. And it's, it's just a thing with uh, 
Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern in the way. It's just it's just something that happens. They're always a tough team. They're always um, competing. They're always physical. But when they're a young team, they don't do the winning the Big Ten like they did. When they're young, they're in the middle like most teams, unless you're Alabama's and everything else. When he has an older, experienced team, they do way better. And coming into this year, they're way better. Talking to them about how their strength program's going, how they practice, and everything else, how they're going to do for their kids. Seeing the offensive line up front, seeing how physical they were, seeing how their old line coach did things. So I walked away from that saying this is all I needed to see, having this conversation with them, conversating with our one of our coaches who has good insight into what's going on there. I was on board, and I tried to tell you from the perspective of seeing Northwestern, if it's biased, what was going to happen. Looking at the history of Scott Frost at Nebraska, he's lost a ton of close games. And if the game got close, you would have to think Northwestern was going to win. That's all I was trying to get out with the comments. And watching the game, that's what happened. Nebraska, like last year and the year before and the year before, has always had a lead and something happens where they give up the lead. Something always happens where they end up losing a close game. So that comes down to a couple things. That we'll get into afterwards. That was, I'm going to address the comment made about, about the Northwestern. Northwestern come away 31 to 28 win. They were losing big. They were close big. Because look, Nebraska was winning 7 to 3 in the first quarter. Then Northwestern scores 14 in the second, and Nebraska only scores 7. But then Nebraska scores 14, and Northwestern only scores 7. It was 28 to 17, I believe, at one point. Then they tried the onside kick because Scott Frost was feeling frisky. He was feeling confident. Momentum was swinging his way. So he thought, oh, let's get an onside kick. Tie sides 20-20. Now it's easier to say, let's not call it. Now, for me personally, I never would have called that. You have the momentum. Kick it and tell your defense to get you the ball back. That's what I would have done instead of trying to onside kick it. You onside kick it to piss off Scott Fitzger- or uh, Coach Fitzgerald excuse me, and piss off a physical team like Northwestern because I'm telling you they're physical and they're smart that's not going to go well for you and then Nebraska just falls apart and I told you coming into the year I think Nebraska could be in a quote-unquote downhill spiral and nobody wanted to hear it they said Nebraska was back people tweeted they were back and I agree they were back they were up 28 to 17 you should never give up a 28 to 17 you know you know lead Never, ever, um, never do that. So Nebraska loses to Northwestern. There was a lot of points scored, a lot of yards racked up. Casey Thomas transferred from Texas from Nebraska, played well for a little bit. Then he made some bad decisions. He was 25 of 42, 355 yards. Sounds pretty good. 8.5 yards in completion, pretty good. But he turned the ball over twice. And one of the turnovers came in late in the game. Rushing, Anthony Grant from Nebraska had 181 yards rushing, but that was it. After that, you had eight yards rushing, seven yards rushing. Not going to get it done. Northwestern I talked about on my Illinois uh, pre post game with Wyoming. Illinois at points, their defense was bending, but it didn't break. Northwesterns bent and broke at times, but they mainly didn't break. They just bent. They did the good things they needed to do. I think they realized, hey. They kind of want to run the football. They want to be up-tempo. We can stop the run. 
are focused on only one guy running the football, we can compete on offense. Nebraska spread around. I'm not saying Nebraska looks bad. They looked good at times. They looked very good, but then they looked bad. Northwestern, Ryan Hilliski got the job. 27-38 passing, 314 yards, and two touchdowns. He played very well. Evan Holt, 119 yards rushing. Cam Porter, 94 yards rushing. That's the difference. You have another running back that can come in and run the football. They spread around to everybody. Then their defense was very physical. And then, my goodness, when Nebraska did the onside kick, and to get Northwestern back in the game, they pounded the ball. And that offensive line and those tight ends playing at the wing position, they blocked their ass off. And I tried to say it on my big 10 West breakdown of the conference and the teams. I said they had a physical offensive line. They have a stout offensive line that just didn't get worn down. The comment that Scott Frost made about his offensive lineman throwing up in practice, that I, whether that's true or not, he claims it's not true. But you could see a difference in the conditioning of each team. All you football coaches out there, it's not too late to still be looking up drills. I know we're in our football seasons, going into our football seasons, but it's never too late to get back to the basics. And Coach Stone has done just that by creating his Back to the Basics drill manuals. So if you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, click on Back to the Basics drill manuals, there's drills out there for everything, special teams, offense, defense, strength and conditioning, everything. He has done all the work for us to be simple, to get these drills to help us. You could be using even youth, high school, and even college. We, we make things too complicated. We need drills that are simple and back to the basics. His very first book is over 500 pages of drills. So go to, again, go to coachstonefootball.com, click on back to the basics drill manuals, and uh, let's get back to the basics. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. Football coaches out there, do you ever stop and think about all the hits your big guys are taking in the trenches, your D-line, your offensive line? Because they hit each and every play. And that's why it's the best position in football. But they take a lot of hits and practices into the game. It's a lot of hits they're taking, a lot of blows. So there's a way to protect those shells and reduce the impact those guys are taking each and every week. And it's Guardian Caps at Guardian Sports. It helps reduce the impact by up to 30%, which is huge. So there's a way to protect the helmets, protect those guys. Uh, again, that's Guardian Sports. If you go to guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps and you use the code 15 off, it's going to save you 15% off your order. Um, there's different colors out there and it doesn't matter if you're buying one, two, three, four, a hundred. Doesn't matter. It's worn by over five NFL teams. More NFL teams are adding more and more each day and you're seeing on TV and over 200 plus colleges. Again, you're seeing colleges left and right get them. There's a reason why they're getting them. And they that's why you see a lot of linemen and defensive linemen wear them. You've seen Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Penn State, and big-time NFL teams wear them. So if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. And I know it costs money, but I'm here to save you money. So guardiansports.com slash guardian-caps and use the code 15OFF. It will save you 50% off your order. Thank you, Guardian Sports, for sponsoring this podcast. And I'm not going to give away to what Northwestern did for their strength and condition. I'm going to tell the conversations we had, but they do a lot of research into it, I'm sure. I'm sure college football all over is doing the same thing. But you could tell that they were not getting worn down. And I looked that the offensive line for Nebraska or for Northwestern, excuse me, started to be very physical. They started to push people off the ball. 
hilarious tweet by the offensive line coach for Northwestern saying we only threw up three times. Scott Frost had come on and say that was just him saying how much more intense practices are. I don't really think they threw up 15 times or whatever it is, but by God, if they did, you need a new strength person. You need something else. And it could be desperation time for Scott Frost at Nebraska because of his seat being torching right now. It's just hot and losing close games. Again, I don't advocate for a guy getting fired. I don't advocate for any of that. But it's just weird how Nebraska is going about things with Scott Frost and everything else. We always go back to Bo Pelini, his time in Nebraska. Okay, First time taking over full-time for the team in 2008. He went 9-4. I'm going to just read the record. I'm not even going to go by the year. Just re- listen to the records. 9 and 4, 10 and 4, 10 and 4, 9 and 4, 9 and 4, 9 and 3, fired. It's 94 and 67 at Nebraska. Okay? So I want you to hear that, okay? Think about those records that he had at Nebraska. Just think about that. Then think about Scott Frost getting his time at Nebraska. Four and eight, five and seven, three and five, three and nine, and now they're zero and one. The best record since he's been there is five and seven. It wasn't like he took over, you know, a program that, you know, was not set up to try to recruit well. Nebraska is a well-known name. Now his record at UCF. Six and seven, thirteen and zero. The thirteen and zero got him a job. He played at Nebraska. Now again, I'm not sitting here saying he's got to be fired. I'm not saying that any of that. But it's just weird how Nebraska set this up for you to lose close games once again. He may not make it the rest of the year. It's just just a fact that he may not make it the rest of the year. Next week, they're playing North Dakota, not North Dakota State, North Dakota. They should win that game. Then they play Georgia Southern. You think by principle they win that game. Then it becomes rough to play Oklahoma. Then maybe you beat Indiana Rutgers. Who knows? Purdue's going to be better. Illinois, if you Illinois is going to be just as physical like Northwestern. You're going to beat them. So I just don't know if he's going to make it out of the year. But I will say this. They looked good at the beginning. Most of the time they looked pretty good. Then it's just always at the end. When you don't win at the end... It's either because you're getting out-schemed, out-coached, or the kids just necessarily aren't buying every single thing you're selling. They're buying into you for a little bit. They are okay to buy in. It's easy to buy in for everybody when you're up 28 to 17. But how do they buy in when it's crunch time, under pressure? How are you handling it? What's going on there? What adjustments are you making? Are they buying into that? And if they're not, they're not. That's why Coach Fitzgerald, for example, has stayed at Northwestern as long as he has. He gets them to buy in. He has a nice culture built. He has things going there. And when he has a older team, does very, very well as a head coach. And that's just an example. Northwestern against Nebraska was a more physical team. They were a more confident team later on. They never lost sight of what they were doing. There was no panic. They had players step up. And the offensive line just said, screw you guys at the end. We're going to just blow you off the ball, and we're going to take over this game, and we're going to go back to America with a nice win. Northwestern had, you know, had to convert a 
you know, fourth down to get the win. Um, they had a better passing, you know, 27 of 28 instead of 25 of 42. They ran the ball much better, which so Nebraska's going to have to go back and say, we're going to have to run the ball better. Um, now Northwestern had more penalties than what, you know, Coach Fitzgerald probably wants. Third down efficiency eh, is about the same. So they ran the ball better at the end. And that eats away at the clock, especially when Nebraska is going to try to come back. Nebraska turned the ball over three times. That doesn't help. And Northwestern had the ball longer. So you're doing the up-tempo offense, but you're going to have to go back and reevaluate what you were looking at there and doing there. And Nebraska, I believe, was favored coming in, and people were all high on Nebraska. And I tried to tell some of you that Northwestern was going to beat Nebraska. I tried to tell you. I tried to say they were going to be physical. I tried to tell some of you, and you didn't listen. Northwestern is going to be a pain in the thorn, the thorn in the in the ash cheek for a lot of teams. I don't want them to be my Illinois team. I'm not saying that, but they're going to be more. They're going to be physical. They're going to come up and take some hits. They're going to be losing by 14 points, but they're going to have the poise and confidence to come back because they're older now. Their offensive line is stout now. They're not young. So I try to warn some people. No, no offense, Coach Fitzgerald, if you're listening. It's hard for me to predict who's going to win the Big Ten right now, so I'm not going to sit here and say they are, but they will compete with teams. They'll be physical. Every team's going to walk away playing them, and man, that's a physical team. So I tried to tell some of you all, but no luck of the Irish for Nebraska. Scott Frost may not make it halfway through the year. I don't know if he'll make it throughout the whole year. It's possible he does because they still look good, but it's very possible that he does not make it the rest of the year. Um, thank you guys for watching and or listening. Uh, follow me at Twitter at Coach underscore Steve72. Uh, follow and rate it um, where you get your podcast again. Please go right on Apple and iTunes. It helps out tremendously. Uh, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out all the affiliate description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Um, thank you guys for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve, and we will see you next time. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.